0: Live on location from the PCF Mobile Studio.
1: All right, Captain J, PointClickfish.com. We're here at the 2018 US Open in Southport, North Carolina with Jeff Leach from Sirius XM Marine. Jeff, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. Now, obviously, uh, you're down here in Southport to check out the U.S. Open. SiriusXM Marine's a sponsor this year. Give us your thoughts on Southport and the event so
0: far. Yeah, thrilled to be here. Uh, first time in this area. Um, glad to be a sponsor. And wow, what a community pulling it together, following a Hurricane, uh, and just really making the best of it. And it was a, it was a great opening this evening from the from the mayor and a lot of others coming together and and just rallying around this area.
1: You know, it was really encouraging to hear them, you know, reference the storm and obviously the impact it had on the, the local area, the state in general, but also to let people know that it's important that they're having the event to keep things going and get people's mind off the storm. But obviously acknowledging that it was an impact, but yet ready
0: to, to get back to fishing and get back to whatever normal is. Absolutely. And, and look, there's a ton of people out there, too. I did not expect this many people to show up for this event. So that's excellent.
1: Now, one of the things I wanted to talk about with Sirius XM Marine, um, you know, I think it's important to point out to our listeners how people leverage the technology to be able to catch more fish, find fish and even stay safe on the
0: water. Sure, absolutely. Thanks for asking. Uh, so as a lot of people out there know Sirius XM, they've got it in their truck or their car and, and they've got the radio going and you can certainly have that in your boat as well. But Sirius XM Marine uh, has a whole suite of weather features. That you can uh, overlay right on your chart plotter. So, a graphical, up to date uh, overlay on your chart plotter of weather radar that's animated. So, you can literally see where the storms are coming, you can see lightning strikes, wind and wave data. um, And for anglers in particular, sea surface temps, at least the anglers that are going offshore. um, So, you can know exactly where the bait's stacking up and where the bite may be.
1: And, you know, being safe on the water is so critical, particularly in a lot of king mackerel tournaments this time of year. Weather plays a big role um, in king mackerel fishing and fishing in general, but specifically since we're at a king mackerel tournament, it plays such a vital role to stay safe on the water. Obviously, using it in the sea surface temperatures to find the fish and locate bait is important when you want to win the money. But obviously, you want to make sure you're safe at the same time. And being able to have that once you're outside of cell phone range, they quit working. You don't get that up to date information. But being able to have that when you're not connected, but with, with Sirius XM satellite technology, you're able to stay connected even when you're outside of that range.
0: That's absolutely right. And, and our range typically is somewhere between 150 and 200 miles offshore. So not dependent on cell signal at all, like you mentioned, all satellite based um, and really just great for situational awareness. Right If you're out there and a lot of people say, "Oh, I'm fairly close, I still got cell phone range. Well look, I live on the Chesapeake Bay. I get two bars of coverage in my backyard, and when I'm out on the boat, I have to rely on Sirius XM weather uh, because two bars will not animate your weather on your cell phone if you have an app, we all have a million apps on our phones, right weather apps um, it's just it gives it to you with full animation uh, way offshore so
1: and that's something that pretty. People may not traditionally think of SeaSurfX XM Marine from the safety and from the the fishing technology side of the SST charts, the sea surface temperature charts. Um, that's just a cool feature. But one of the things we're excited as obviously a SeaSurfX XM Marine a partner of ours, we've got the live weather kiosk that we have at tournaments with us, and uh, we're excited to have that here um, at the U.S. Open. We're going to be doing demos on Friday and Saturday. And um, so we encourage everybody to come out. But you know, that's the opportunity to see it in action, to be able to touch it, feel it, see what see what information it puts out, but also ask us questions. We deal with it a lot. We're constantly using the product. And so we get a lot of questions of people that says, Hey, I've always wondered if it did this, or how do you do this? And that's something where we've felt like we've been able to educate people on those questions that they may have and hey if we don't know the answer we can reach back to you guys and get them an answer as well
0: yeah good point so uh 3 p.m tomorrow what friday is a 3 p.m uh demo and then uh, saturday is 6 p.m i believe
1: It is. Uh, Tomorrow's 2. Tomorrow's 2 p.m. and
0: Saturday's 6 p.m. Got it. Okay. So come on out, but regardless of whether you catch the demo or not, come on over and play with the uh, chart plotter and and get to understand it a little bit better.
1: But, you know, anytime we're set up and we have the display, we're willing to do a demo. So if you come by and it's 3 o'clock, talk to us. One of us can, uh, you know, take the time to sit down and walk them through um, the same features that we would during it. And and, uh, I think we've even got some cool Sirius XM Marine swag uh, that we're going to, be given away during the demos as well so that'll be great to do during the event um, we're excited there's a lot of people here I don't, I don't know the exact number yet of boats but it's usually over 400 boats that are here so we're really excited to see the final number on boats there was a lot of people here this evening obviously got the SKA. the um, there'll be food vendors here this weekend but the weighings here are always big i mean you're weighing in fish just one after another so we encourage people to come out to southport marina in southport north carolina Um, We're going to be doing some interviews and updates um, along with this podcast, Jeff, to be able to let people know what's going on. Maybe get a few teams, get Karen with the tournament director, the SK guys, um, to to fill us in what's going on. But, Jeff, what do you think, what's something that you've seen so far with the local area of the tournament that kind of stands out to you most, um, you know, since you've been here so far?
0: I just think people rallying around this area, you know, obviously it was a big question mark just a, a week and a half ago. And uh, for people to put the effort in, I know people are coming from all over the place and, and uh, it's just impressive. Uh, so good luck to all the anglers out there.
1: And guys, also remember, you can go to pointclickfish.com, click on the SiriusXM Marine banner at the top and that'll take you to a two-month free trial of SiriusXM Marine weather uh, through our partners, SiriusXM Marine and Point Click Fish. Make sure you click the link. It'll take you right to it and you can sign up and get the information.
0: And by the way, if you come to site, to, on site to the demo, we also have two-month trial offers for you and as jay mentioned some good some good swag so come on by
1: well jeff thank you very much it's always a pleasure to have you here live in the studio with us here and we look forward to uh what the tournament will bring this week
0: great thanks jay
1: thank you we're excited this afternoon to have captain jerry Dillsaver with us and as you know from the website and point click fish jerry's content and articles are always on there so we have a A lot of people that always ask about Captain Jerry Saber. so we're glad to have you in the studio with us here at the U.S. Open for 2018. Jerry, you've got a little history on the tournament. Talk to us a little bit about back in the day and leading up to today at the
2: 40th uh, anniversary of the tournament. Well, Jay, first, thanks for having me in. It's always a pleasure, and it's always a great thing to talk about the U.S. Open King Macro Tournament. I mean, this is my hometown so I'm especially attached to this tournament. And this was one of the original big three of North Carolina King Mackerel tournaments. When King Mackerel tournaments first started back in the late 70s, the U.S. Open came on board. Obviously, we're at uh, 2018, and it's 40 years Um the other tournaments at that time, one started out as the Atlantic Beach King Mackerel Tournament, later became the Hardee's Atlantic Beach King Mackerel Tournament, then became the Atlantic Beach King Mackerel Tournament again, and there was a Wrightsville Beach King Mackerel Tournament. Those were the big three. And in the early days, they were like family reunions for King Mackerel fishermen. I mean, it was, it really was unique. You'd run into folks from Carolina Beach in the marina at Atlantic Beach. And you sit around and cook fish on the grill and maybe have a cold adult beverage and tell a couple of fishing tales and what have you. But it was a great time. King mackerel fishing kept evolving. Tournaments got larger. The Atlantic Beach Tournament ran 500 most of the time, hit 700 a couple of times. Wrightsville Beach stayed 350 or so. The U.S. Open was always 400 or so. Then the recession hit, things started dropping out, and the other tournaments sort of went away, but the U.S. Open is still here, and it's it's maybe even stronger, 432 boats this year, um, and we sort of knew it was going to be over 400, even with the, the hurricane damage and everything else. It's just an extremely well-run tournament that has a great reputation. They pay a lot of prizes. The prizes are in cash, so Monday morning you can go put it in your bank account. Um, it's it's a great thing. Um, we're just we're we're real happy to be here with the U.S. Open and those boats headed out this morning, boy. They were busting down the beach looking bait. It's it's always a wonderful sight. Well, you know, one of the things is
1: uh with four hundred and thirty two boats, they're always in search of the elusive King Mackerel in some cases. Any, any idea on um the current state of the fishery as far as after the storm? I know that was a, a big question in a lot of the boats. I know some teams are having you know, issues finding bait in some cases, and some teams from what I hear are having issues finding, you know, some fish. But they're there. We know that for sure that they're there, but any any insight on uh, you know, kinda the state of the fishery and what you think it's going to
2: take to win this thing. Well, gee, imagine that you would ask that. Um, I, I do a column for the local newspaper and in it, I said there would be over 400 boats again. And I said, there would be big fish caught again. Now up until Sunday, the, the fish started biting after the tournament. They even moved in. They were catching some nice fish off of the piers. Uh, they still are off of one of the South Carolina piers. And I, I saw a picture just a little bit ago of it looked like probably about 75 boats clustered off the end of that pier this morning. So apparently they think that's still going on. Uh, but up until Sunday, the bike was on. There was bait to be found and whatever. And then Monday, where did it go? They heard a tournament was coming. <laughs> apparently they did. And, you know, it was vacation time or what have you um bait has moved around a bit uh we're here at the mouth of the cape Fear river and the way the water comes out of this river it pushes out and then pushes to the south a little bit so what we have found is it pushed bait down to the south there was some bait i think tuesday in front of lockwood folly inlet by yesterday it was down at little river inlet and uh Oh, heck, the the first little inlet pass there that's not marked, but it was barely across the line in South Carolina. Now, that sounds like a long ways, but it's really only about 35 miles. Or if you went east and hopped across Fry and Pan Shoals and then headed up the beach at Ballhead towards Curie, Carolina, and Wrightsville beaches, there was some bait scattered up the beach there. It got out of this brown water. Um. Still a few kings coming into it. They're looking for those baits. But as always, finding that proliferation of bait is going to be where the hungry fish are. And I think we're going to see some nice fish come from down south. There are going to be a few guys that said, I don't want to make that long a run. And they've hopped the shoals and they've gone over to a few of those popular places over there. I wouldn't mention any by name, um, but uh, there's the Fairway Buoy and Christmas Rock and some of those places that you didn't hear that here uh, that, that folks have gone to. They've gone up Carolina Beach Inlet, has, has got some bait. So those folks stayed a little closer. It means they can start fishing earlier. Or they can fish a little longer. I really still think it's going to take a fish in the 40s to win this year. There are some big solitary fish. This water's still discolored. There's a lot of fresh water in it. But there's some big solitary fish prowling that beach line. And with this many boats out, somebody, in fact, maybe a couple of somebody's is going to look or or maybe, yeah, look into one of those big fish. They're going to be trolling an area going, okay, there's some bait here. What are we going to do? And they're going to pull a bait in front of a hungry big fish, and it's going to be on. Now,
1: obviously, with a lot of your seminars and in, in schools, you get a lot of question about king mackerel fishing. And this week, right before the tournament, uh, you had the opportunity to share your knowledge uh, with some anglers that were interested in learning about king mackerel fishing. Tell us a little bit about how the seminar went and what type of questions that uh, people end up asking you about king mackerel fishing.
2: Well, thank you. Yeah, we're very fortunate in this area. The Oak Island Parks and Recreation Department is very active in fishing. They have numerous fishing seminars and schools a year, including one that's ladies only. Now, we had one scheduled with them that was September the 18th that obviously didn't happen then. But it happened this past Tuesday night on October the 2nd. And even with all the changes around, we had 30-some anglers in there that were hoping I was going to slip up and tell them something that would, would help them catch a big fish this week. And hopefully I did. Uh, But they came in, and of course the questions were bait, the questions were rigs, the questions were trolling spreads, but one that came up fairly often was, okay, this water's awful dirty and whatever, where do I need to go? And we discussed that, you know, if you've got the patience to stay in there and maybe spend two days on the beach for one strike, there's going to be some big kings in that ballpark 15 to 30 feet of water up and down the beach Uh, but if you miss it by 50 yards it's not going to see your bait so there's going to be a bit of lucking into one there then we're going to go off and probably about 60 or so feet of water is where that water starts clearing a little bit and if you look at charts of the area when you run down that 60 foot break just a little deeper, just a little shallower, there are rocks and wrecks and all sorts of stuff spread from frying pan shoals down into South Carolina. Uh, it's it's an old strata in there, and it, it happens to break out at about 60 feet. There are a bunch of places that are probably going to produce some fish there. That's what I told those folks. I really hope one of those folks from Tuesday night comes in here and lays a big fish on the scales. Well, I know that'd be really
1: exciting uh, for you to see, but I, I'm, I'm sure they would be really excited as well, uh, hoping that you did slip up and tell them uh, where the fish are. But, but you know, that's one of the things that's uh, interesting about this tournament is you have, um, from one end of the spectrum to the other, the skill set in this tournament. And a lot of uh, locals that may not fish traditional King Mackerel tournaments a lot, they end up always fishing this tournament, and that may be the only, fi- the only tournament they fish all year. But there are people that fish this tournament that that that's all they fish. And then you have people that travel the country fishing for King Mackerel in the event as well. So it's from one end of the spectrum to the other, and it's always interesting to see them come together because it may not be that team that travels around the country fishing that wins the tournament because, like you said, sometimes the knowledge, skill, luck all comes together, and if they all three don't line up in some cases, you may not have a fish.
2: Oh, yeah, the U.S. Open is such a unique tournament. We have everybody here from the moms and pops that maybe plan their vacation around this week every year. Uh, I'll be out in the stores and whatever, and folks will come up, and they'll ask about the tournament. It's like, are you going to fish the tournament? What do you think about the tournament? And they're talking about the U.S. Open. And there are some John boats out there right now. There's a couple of folks fishing John boats with tiller motors. And there's everything from there up to the 40-foot-plus macro missiles that have got three, four, and I think there's one five-engine boat here. Um, But the fish don't know what kind of boat you're in. They just know if they're hungry and if you drag that bait in front of them. And many times it turns out at this tournament that it is one of the locals or somebody from inland who maybe has a second home here or likes to vacation here, that by Saturday afternoon, they're the one with the biggest fish that's in that ice case. Well, I know, uh, you know, being a two-day event, it's always
1: interesting to see after day one leading into day two. Um, You know, one of the things that we've seen in the past here, it almost seems like the people that win these tournaments are usually the ones that show up at the dock, about now it seems like the earlier they come in they've got that bigger fish they want to get in and um i know the past few years at least the winners have weighed in early on in the day whether it was the first or second day but they seem to come in really early um because they usually catch that fish early that's what it seems like
2: in the past at least yeah this this is one of the few tournaments that opens the scales early so you can do that and they also allow you to weigh three fish a day. So if you weigh that big fish early, you can go back out. Um, sort of unique in the king mackerel world. And, and let me tell you a little story about that weighing early. Now, this has been 20, 25 years ago. But one, it used to be a three-day tournament. And the first morning we went out, I had an idea. There were some fish in the ship channel. The tide was rising. I mean, all the conditions were Right. We ran out one of the first probably 15, 20 boats to check out, ran to where we wanted to go, started putting lines over, and hooked up immediately. Now, we're fighting this fish with boats running by us the whole time. We get it in and look at it, and it's a nice fish, but not quite one to go in early. So we put the lines right back out. That progression of folks slows, but nobody stopped to fish with us. We turned back around and went right over the same little rock, hooked up again. This second fish, we went, you know, we're only 10 minutes from the scales. Maybe we ought to go. So we brought it in. We weighed that fish at 830. It was 38 pounds, and we were already in second place. It fell to third that day. It fell to sixth on Friday and fell to tenth. On Saturday, so yes, you're close enough. If you're fishing close by, you can run that fish in here and not take a chance on it losing any weight in your fish bag or in your fish box if you don't have an insulated bag to put it in. Yeah, that's um, that's part of the game, isn't it to be able
1: to know when when to when to bring a man, when to not, when to stay out there, and it, it's that game of strategy. Because, like you said, if you're too far away you might not be able to get back to where the fish are. And so sometimes with uh, maybe catching those three fish and then coming back may be beneficial, uh, you know,
2: to the anglers. Oh, absolutely. Um, I've been on both sides of that, and you smile real good when you came early or took real good care of your fish, and it's a thousandth or two bigger than the, the, uh, the fish you beat out. Um, and then you sort of have a little frown when it goes the other way. Um, in, I think it was 2000, um, we were in a tie for second here. And, uh, on the tie, the time that the fish is weighed breaks the tiebreaker. And we had made a longer run to find our fish. A boat that was fishing local had weighed about 20 minutes before us. And we got bumped from second to third because of time. And it was a ten thousand dollar difference in payday, so things like that you remember. <laughs> you do. They tend to stick with you at that point.
1: That that's for sure. So what's next? To, what's next for you? What, what do you have coming up?
2: Getting ready for the uh, the the seminar season. Yes, I am. I'm already starting to to book things for 2019. Um, We do, like I said earlier, we do some things, a lot of things with the Oak Island Parks and Recreation Department. And this past Wednesday morning, we solidified our dates for the two big fishing schools uh, that we do. These are all species. uh, They're day long. Captain Butch Foster, uh, also a local charter captain, will be joining me for those. And those will be Uh, February 2nd and 9th this year. We're confirming uh, sponsors and everything else right now. We'll be getting some information out on them uh, probably in the next two to three weeks. uh, And registration for them will start 1st of November. And for folks that are interested in one of those uh, I'd suggest you register as quickly as you can confirm you want to come and which date, because they do tend to fill. Unfortunately, sometimes we don't have enough space for the, the folks who want to come. Uh, I'm also setting up the seminars that I'll be doing for the boat shows throughout the state. And I have confirmed to be at the Raleigh Bass and Saltwater Expo that is in Raleigh in January and the Central Carolina uh, boat and Fishing Expo that is in Greensboro. Uh, it is late February, I believe. Uh, there's some other stuff that we are pretty sure we're going to do, but just haven't confirmed yet. So I'd, I'd rather not announce it. But we're we're going to have a pretty busy schedule January, February, March, and April. It sounds like it, and it you know it takes us long
1: to plan for it and kind of get it on the agenda and that's something. But like you said, if if they want to attend. they they might not want to wait uh it has a tendency to fill up relatively quickly
2: yeah it's 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 amazing it's both a blessing and a curse i love that that many people want to come but i hate when it gets down close having to tell somebody there just isn't any more room uh so so folks if if you're interested contact the oak island parks and rec registration will start november the 1st and guys keep
1: in mind captain jerry says that a 40-pounder-ish is going to win the tournament. Uh, so, let's, well, interesting to see how that, that'll play out, uh, who finds the fish and uh, what, what it will take at the end of the day tomorrow of who will win the 2018 U.S. Open King Mackerel Tournament in Southport, North Carolina. If you're around the local area, make sure you head down to uh, Southport Marina. Come down to watch the weigh-in live. Um, they've got food and vendors and SKs here and towboat, and they've got a band that comes by and plays. Um so there's a lot of lot of fun. A, a lot of a lot of locals come to watch the boats weigh in. So the docks are full. People are, you know, wanting to see what people are weighing in. But the docks are completely full. Um, and you know, there's even people around here already um, today. Um, and it's not even the scales aren't even open yet. I don't think, or do they open at twelve? I think open at twelve, didn't they? Eleven live, or twelve? Yeah, yeah, live stream starts at two, so we'll be live clickfish.com and USOpenKMT.com. Um, so we definitely thank you for joining us, Jerry. It's always a pleasure to have you here in the studio with us. Um, like I said, you can check out Captain Jerry. We uh, have articles that we have every month that Jerry gives us uh, some insight of secret locations where the fish may be. Um, sometimes that slips out, right, Jerry? Uh, yeah, you, know, you, you try to just be general,
2: but every now and then. Well, Jerry, once again, thank you very much for joining us, and we look forward to having you back on the show. Thank you, Jay. I appreciate it. And just a quick reminder to folks, come down here and see this way in It has a very much a street fair atmosphere. There is a boat parade of some of the prettiest boats you will ever see, and I really think there's going to be a bunch of big fish headed to the scale, too. Well,
1: 432 boats coming in. I imagine there's going to be a lot of fish coming in. Oh, yeah. All right, Jerry, thanks again. Thank you, Jay. It's been been good. We're live here with David Worsham from the SKA at the 2018 U.S. Open King Mackerel Tournament in Southport, North Carolina. David, you guys have obviously been busy this year uh, enjoy always keeping up and getting you guys on the air with us. But tell us a little bit first what you guys have been up to.
3: Thanks, Jay. Thanks for having me. And, man, first, we are so excited to be here at the U.S. Open First big event here since the hurricane came through. So I know a lot of people excited to get back on that water and kind of bring some more uh, energy into this into this community after that tough trying storm. But as far as we can tell, everyone has held so strong. And it's great to see everyone coming out and supporting this tournament. Along the uh, 2018 tournament trail, though, we've been busy, 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 a lot of big fish this year. It's been an awesome year for tournament tournaments. Uh, down in South Florida, we've gotten some some record fish, uh, over 50s, over 60-pounders coming in. A lot of huge fish at the tournaments, a lot of big money going out. Most importantly, a lot of happy fishing teams out there.
1: You know, one of the things you said, a lot more um, money. We're starting to see a lot of the uh, prize money at these tournaments increasing a lot.
3: That, that seems to be a trend these days. It's all about the money for some of these guys. You know, there's still the hardcore ones out there that, that just love to get the family out there the team out there and fish but man you said it more of those high roller options uh, on the twts and the optional pots Uh, i think this tournament last year paid out over a quarter million dollars which in the king macro world is really something to be said that's a a huge amount and we're looking forward to something close to that this year i think
1: well i tell you you said you've seen a lot of uh, large fish weighed in this year day one here at the u.s open uh that wasn't the case today, which, you know, I can't say that surprises me, obviously, with a lot of the freshwater that rolled in and the hurricane. Um, but w- what are your thoughts there? Day one, we have a 33.03 or 33.30? 33
3: in the lead, like you yep. said. Not, not surprising from the reports from the guys who were doing the pre-fishing this week. And, man, everybody that came by the SKA trailer yesterday told us, the bait was scarce, and apparently, again today, that was the case. Even some of the places that were holding bait yesterday, just as recently as 24 hours ago, were barren today. So it was a tough, tough day out there on these guys. But, man, they still still brought in some fish, and I know they are all fired up to get back out there tomorrow and hopefully be on top of that U.S. Open leaderboard. That is their dream.
1: 432 boats this year here at the tournament. Um, That's always, a, you know, impressive to get that many boats. They've got a lot of loyal fishermen and teams and families that fish this event. And that's something that's, uh, you know, really excited is, is to see the uh, tradition here of the families that keep fishing uh, the U.S. Open. So it's always fun to see that aspect of it. Um, and I wanted to double check here just just so I'm not misspeaking. Let's go over the top three real quick oh, from, yeah. from today. Oh, yeah. Um, That way, we will know 33.3 is the real attitude in first place. Currently sitting in second is Team Finagle, 32.85. And currently sitting in third place is a 28.70 pound King Mackerel from Dreamcatcher. And so that's uh, an interesting first day.
3: Wide open, still wide open out there. You know, there are some aggregates categories, but not nearly the payout that that single big fish brings. So that's the beauty of this two-day tournament. These guys that, that did not come in today still feel like they're in it, and they're going to go hit it hard tomorrow. But, yeah, 33 and some upper 20s right there in the top three, it is wide open.
1: And, you know, earlier uh, we had uh, Captain Jerry Dillsaver on, and he was kind of talking predictions. His prediction, it's going to take a 40 is Pounder fish to win the tournament, um and, and as he said too, there's there's big fish out there. It's just going to be hard to find them. Can and they
3: see your bait in that murky, murky water?
1: And so it's it's really anybody's game at this point. I mean, literally anybody could show up at the skills tomorrow and land that right fish to become the 2018 U.S. Open King Mackerel champion.
3: I know they're going to have a hard time sleeping tonight, knowing that and. I talked to a few teams that were up on their boats at like 3 a.m. this morning trying to be the first ones to check out to get to those fishing grounds first and hopefully improve their chances. But, man, you said it. It's just even though it wasn't a huge weigh-in today, the excitement and the hype is still there. Everybody's feeling it. So glad to be out here. And they're going to be really excited going into tomorrow knowing that they learned a lot today. They might know where they're not going to go. And uh, maybe they heard a little some tips from their friends that hit the scales and they're going to go and see what they can bring in tomorrow. And we'll be here streaming and taking photos all along, ready to crown that champ. Who knows? It's going to it could be a mom and pop team or it could be one of these more professional style teams with all the raps and sponsors and whatnot. And this is one of the cool things about the U.S. Open is it's a meshing of those local teams that maybe only fish this one tournament a year and the other ones who participate along the tournament trail a lot more.
1: And obviously, Matt and yourself are here with the SKA trailer, and you've got uh, T-shirts for sale and information on the SKA, um, some uh, Angler magazines as well for people. But, um, you know, we encourage people that are in the local area to come down, check out the way in um, visit with all the vendors that are here. You know, it's definitely a, a great atmosphere that uh, takes place here at Southport Marina, and really a lot of the community comes out to support the event as well.
3: I have seen so many people coming in, picking up the tournament shirts. They're running low. If you're looking for one of those, you might have to get down early tomorrow. But, yeah, please come out and and support this event and this community, you know, whether it's going out to just get some dinner afterwards and tipping the local waiters and bartenders to get them back on their feet or coming to the U.S. Open and buying some shirts here. Just come and support this area. And, and yeah, it's going to be an awesome time tomorrow. Scales open at 11, and I think they close at 4. So, it should be a fun-filled day packed with some hopefully bigger fish.
1: Now, I, know I, don't want to, I don't want to put you on the spot too bad here, but obviously a lot of people um, with the SKA National Championship in Moorhead City this year, you guys have been really busy with that and uh, you know, a lot of decisions that are being made to get ready for it. You know, what's something that you want to say to the anglers now as you guys prepare leading into
3: November? Come and get it. Come up to Morehead and be a part of this awesome event. We are so psyched to be heading to Morehead City for the Nationals. Second time in the last, uh, relatively speaking, just last few years. The last time we were there was 2015. Uh, we had almost 200 boats at that time, and we're hoping to do that again. So, if you're thinking about it, get off that fence and come on in and be a part of it. If you are having a hard time finding somewhere to stay, let us know or let someone else know. We will help however we can. But all signs are pointing toward moorhead right now and we know they're dealing with a tough time after that storm came through but we think there's nothing better we can do than to bring that event to them and let these guys go fishing and pump some love back into that community as well this this whole carolina coast needs it and it's uh it's not something easy to bounce back from
1: yeah and and there's one thing i can say is the local area is really pushing hard to get things back to normal. I mean. You know, even some of the marinas that lost all their docks have already been redone completely already. And, I mean, you know, we're just weeks away after the storm, and there's a lot of marinas that are already back up in operational. there's some that still need work. But we obviously have some time on our hands for that aspect as well. But it's been encouraging to see a lot of the community come together, bond together, and get things back to normal as best they can. But it, it's been encouraging to see how quickly that's happened
3: couldn't believe it a lot of those a lot of these people were out just what the storm hit maybe on Thursday I heard some people that were out surveying and getting quotes on stuff as early as Saturday you know with with still some uh, residual rain and winds hanging around because they knew that they need to get these things back up and running and you said it it looks like you can see some small debris down and, and piled up in yards but it's it's almost back to normal as soon as that gets cleaned up you would almost not even notice it driving through some of these areas luckily that were blessed a little more than others. I know some places got hit harder, but it is amazing how quickly the Carolinas have bounced back onto their feet.
1: Now, what's next for you guys after uh, you know tomorrow for day two, which we're really excited about and see who wins? What's what's next for the SK leading up uh, to nationals?
3: The the schedule did take a little bit of uh, some readjusting with the hurricane. Um, we have I want to say at least six more events. The next weekend for the North Carolina Anglers, we will have the Bone and Sauce Tournament. Now, that's actually up just north of Moorhead. So the Bone and Sauce King of the Cape Tournament, I know it's a great event. Uh, And then after that, we've got several other Division I and Division IX events left. Shalote Point uh, will be at the end of the month, along with that South Brunswick Islands King Classic. We've got the Carolina Troopers Tournament uh, October 20th. And we've got a few more tournaments in Florida to wrap up. So we're we're dividing and conquering and just trying to get all these teams qualified and invited and locked in for nationals. But, man, we can, we can smell it. We're in the home stretch. There's a lot of fishing left to do, but it's only in a few weeks. We are just excited to see what happens and stay on this tournament trail.
1: You know, what's been exciting is there's been a few detours in the road to nationals, you know, which is um, to be expected with the conditions and weather that we've seen. But I think everybody is really looking forward to that, that final championship where everybody comes together and goes to look for that large king mackerel off of North Carolina, which, uh, you know, it would be nice to be able to see them break that state record this year.
3: I saw the team that holds that record just yesterday, and, and he thinks that it can certainly be done. Uh, I, I also really do believe that this is the year we're going to see it happen and that's going to be an extra $100,000 in someone's pocket on top of whatever else they take home. Hopefully they'll be winning the whole tournament if they have a fish that big, but who knows? There is so many, so many unknowns out there and so many big fish in the Carolinas that time. Something else that a lot of people might not have thought about is the SKA Nationals has not been at this time in the Carolinas, as far as I know, uh, ever. So this is the supposed, supposed to be the time that those really big kings move through there. And I would not doubt if one of these highly skilled teams was able to catch one or two. And uh, also, just keep in mind, for us, it is an aggregate championship, hopefully, if nothing changes. We'll have the two-day, one fish each day, which does make it a little bit more difficult to end up on top of there. So one good fish can do you good, but, man, you got to go back out there and back it up. And that's always exciting to see after day one who's, who's in the lead and can they get back out there got to be good twice (laughs) you got to be good twice that's why we think it's it's a good format for the nationals because we like to really think that that gives these teams a good chance to prove themselves against these other competitors and like you said it's just the most fun to get up there in moorhead all these teams the families friends come together it's the friendly competition everyone wants to beat each other but they also want to go out and have a drink and just celebrate and relax together this is the escape for these guys you know they they live to fish they fish to live it's it's a passion. It's a lifestyle, you know, with the SKA we, and, and all the tournaments. But especially the guys that we think are, are part of our association, they, they live and eat and breathe this stuff. And we love it. We do too. And it's, it's exciting to be sitting here thinking about Moorhead Nationals is about a month away. It is insane. So just a few weeks to wrap up all those tournaments and then be crowning a champion for the 2018 Mercury Tournament Trail season.
1: You know, what would be good, too, is to have another show as we lead into nationals and kind of give everybody an update and let everybody know what's going on. So that would be good to do another Road to Nationals show leading up to the event. So that way we can kind of get everybody information and updates and get everybody excited because I know that everybody is really looking forward to it.
3: Absolutely. We will will definitely have another show before then. And... We'll get out as much information as we can. But like I said, if you're thinking about it, please let us know if there's something holding you back or if there's anything we can do to help. But we have every intention to make sure that championship is happening in Moorhead. We're still working with the city there to make sure all the pieces are in place. I know some of the lodging is going to be tough, but we are working on it. So please get in contact with us and let us know so we can sort of figure out how many rooms and things we need to help situate. But let's do it, Jay. We'll do another show. We'll get everyone brought up to speed. And, man, uh, I know you guys are going to be busy, too. A lot of tournaments left for the Carolinas. It is King's season up here right now.
1: It is. It, uh, it, it's one right after another for us uh, leading up it, to that. Uh, but that's what we do, and we love what we do. So it's been exciting. But it's always great to be here on scene with you guys um, to bring these updates and let everybody know about all the great things that the SK is doing But I'm looking forward to day two to kind of see what that brings.
3: Cannot wait, Jay. But thanks again for the opportunity to be here and glad to share it. We're looking forward to day two. We'll see who goes out there and brings home the big one.
0: Live on location from the PCF Mobile
2: Studio.